Be Your Best You, the Passionate to Purpose podcast with David Delaney. Good morning and welcome to this, the Be Your Best You, Passion into Purpose podcast with me, David Delaney. Quarter of a million euro in just under eight days. How do you do that? A fundraising initiative for the Matter Foundation, which has Angie McNulty at the helm. Angie, my guest this morning, has been involved in charity fundraising for over 20 years and brings her passion into the purpose, which in this case is raising much needed funds for the Matter Foundation. Angie has a team behind her. Angie has managed to get over 6,000 people behind her uh, who are all fundraising for this wonderful cause. What drives someone like Angie to do the very, very important work that she does? If you're curious, keep listening. Angie McNulty, good morning. Good morning from beautiful Dublin. How are we all doing? Are we, we are all doing great. It's great to see you. I, of course, I can see you on the recording and uh, our listeners, it's, for our listeners, great to hear you. Oh, um, thank you. Thank you. And hello, wonderful. listeners from all yes. over the world. All over the world. Angie, I want to get straight into it. You are a million miles a minute at the moment doing 100 miles for matter. Um Tell me about that, and then we'll then we'll go back and, and talk about why you do what you do. If that's okay, so let's, let's get the publicity plug out of the way. We'll get the publicity plug out of the way. <laughs> well, at the moment, um, I have the wonderful job of uh, looking after our what I call them, our hundred milers. So we've set a challenge. The Matter Hospital is one of Ireland's finest national hospitals. And of course, we need to fundraise and be the best we can be. So what what we have at the minute is we have a challenge going on for the month of February. And we reach out to people and it's for them to consider running, walking, jogging, dancing, whatever you'd like, 100 miles in February. And um, I'm in the middle of the challenge myself, but I also manage our wonderful, the the world of COVID has flung us into the world of the virtual. So I have a fantastic group at the minute of 6,000 people actually at the minute that are walking, running, jogging, you name it. um, They're 100 miles for the Matter Hospital and it's incredible. And I suppose I can let you know as of today, we've raised um, a quarter of a million euro which is phenomenal you know um but the matter as we all know does amazing work and um i'm grateful to be part of it uh i've recently moved from looking after the the the, the kids down below down the road in temple street Uh, i was there for 20 years and now recently i'm up in the matter hospital and i suppose the wonderful thing about this is i have and it's, it's quite a surreal thing, really. And, you know, everybody says what's for you won't pass you by or you're meant to be where you are at this particular moment in time. But I have encountered about six of my wonderful patients that would have, I suppose, grown or lived their lives with me um, in, in Temple Street and are now in the care of the Matter Hospital. And I have a huge interest in I suppose, transitional care for for children who move from a paediatric facility 
to an adult facility. It's not easy. So I'm where I am now doing the same thing as I've always done and loving every bit, but I get great joy. Uh, the joy I get in life is um, people's joy and seeing them happy and seeing them achieve goals that they'd never really think they achieved in the in the hardest of situations. That's that's what brings me great joy, I, I suppose, being in the business for, for 20 plus years now, you know. So Shina will. <laughs> well, first, fair play. I mean, quarter of a million. We're here on the, we're calling this on the 8th of February, which is practically just a week into the challenge. I mean, that's that's pretty good going. Uh, so so fair, fair play. And to the 6,000 people joining you, it's, it's no mean feat to, uh, to commit um to, to something like that so you know there, there's good there's good people out there still and i mean where, where do you get okay so what, what what do you do to get six thousand people to say okay Ange, i mean you're 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 you know you're a hard woman saying no to i'd imagine how do you get six thousand people not to say no to? i'll tell you it's quite interesting really because i would be a very tactile person so so it was a huge learning exercise this crazy covid i've i've quite in I've, I've both loathed and enjoyed this, this experience. But basically, as I said, uh, digital, the world of digital, we had to reach out to our people. And I suppose you reach out and you say, can you help me? And you create these, these amazing kind of funnels of love. But I suppose when hundreds and thousands of people attend these hospitals, Okay, and particularly, particularly the, the matter, okay, what you have is you have patients, I have patients at the minute that are undergoing serious treatment, you know, that are getting up their miles, plus you have the departments in the hospital who are probably working morning, noon and night, you know, and they just need, I, I don't know, like you and I have passed each other on the road and we give the, the honourable wave okay we're from the same same neck of the woods you know but I find that even if you get out for half an hour 40 minutes 45 minutes whether it be a run or a jog or a walk you know it's good for the mind it's good for the body and it's good for the soul do you know what I mean and you have these people that might be hooked up to a machine for four or five hours of the day you know getting the body well or as well as it can be to get better you know They'll want to get out. They'll want to feel the air on their faces. So it's just, it's, it's, I suppose, how you reach out to them and how you appeal to them. And I suppose the projects that you appeal towards, you know, we're living in a, in a tough old world at the minute, you know. Um, and I, I'm going to, in layman's terms, pieces of, of equipment now, and this is a very basic, basic description, pieces of life-saving equipment, hundreds and thousands of quids worth. They break down, they need to be upgraded. You know, they're the same as a hairdryer, washing machine or television. You know, they both have a function, but they need to be continuously replaced, you know. And I, I suppose that's what drives me, you know. The running of hospitals and all that, I'm not a bit political, not a bit. You know, if, we, if we become political, forget about it. You know, that's not what you do. That's not why you do what you do, you know. But I suppose <clears throat> once or twice a week, um, and especially today, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are my kind of hospital days. And I make it my business, I suppose, to walk through the corridors. And I, I, I'd be a people watcher, or people observer, and you'll see the very vulnerable 
or you'll see somebody that's being accompanied by a mother or a son or a daughter or a carer or a guardian or whatever. You'll see these people, okay, you see people on their own. And I'm very socially aware of that. I, I, I see it. And, you know, then you look at maybe a member of staff. Like, I don't, I, I'm, I'm funny. I, I set up a little stand there before Christmas, you know, and just to meet and greet the staff in the morning, just to have a, a mass card for somebody or a Christmas card, you know, and I made it my business there at seven o'clock when things wake, well, things wake up a lot earlier in the hospital, but just for people hustling and bustling. And I made it my business. I must have said, good morning. How are you? About three or 4,000 times, okay? Because what you had is, you know, you have people with their head down, okay? But then you have a mad lunatic like me with mad crazy head of hair. And I probably had a bobble or two because it's Christmas time hanging out with me too. But the Adlohi, and I said, good morning, how are you? You well, la 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 la. And um, next thing, the face had come up and a smile had come upon people because that might have been the only person that they would have reacted with, you know, for a number of hours, you know, and it's very important to be aware of your surroundings and aware of your people and just, I'm not saying be, be a total people watcher, but just to be a little bit aware of how people might be or might feel, you know, so, um, how did I get 6,000 people? We asked them. We sent them out a wonderful um, top if they signed up and they registered onto the page and they're part of this wonderful group of like-minded people. Not everybody in their lifetime, not everybody will be able to walk 100 miles, you know? They'd never even think of it. You know, the light switch wouldn't go on to do it. You'd probably... You know, I've been calculating my miles now, but I'd never normally calculate one of them Fitbit yokes. And to be honest, the battery's ran out about three or four times. But <laughs> you know yourself and there's a feck it now. And you'd be so, become so self-aware of this show. Oh, I'm 10,000 <laughs> 10, steps. That's a brilliant la la la. 20,000, 30,000. And you'd be lunatic looking at it and you'd trip over yourself and stuff like that. But... Um, what I have found, and I'm on day eight of this myself, I am not a runner. I would motivate runners and it would be my job to motivate people in general. And that's what gives me great joy. But I do find it, I'm in the zone now, is what I'd say. You know, I was up early this morning, you know, off the train, walked from Houston to the matter done a little bit of a live feed so I could post it into the group, you know, um, and people, the reaction like we have in this particular group at the minute, and it's lovely, and they're like-minded, and you have walkers, runners, joggers, but they're all doing it for the one thing, they're doing it for a cause that they believe in. Some of them are runners, they love an owl run, and they're getting their miles up, and I'm getting maps posted here, there, and everywhere, but some of them are doing it in memory of parents that have passed away or siblings again as I said before some of them are members of our own department over there at the hospital some of them are being treated at the minute and just it's to let the air and the wind at their their face some of them are at, are recovering from from COVID and have just been released from the house and they've gone out out of the traps like greyhounds some of them have long COVID and they're finding it um quite difficult to, to maneuver, you know? 
Um, I even had a lady there last week and she said, my children have the COVID now, Angie, what am I going to do? <clears throat> I said, do it within your house, do it whatever way you feel comfortable doing it, you know, because a challenge is a great thing, um, you know, and as I said earlier on, not everybody is able to do these types of things. And sometimes it's just a little light switch to say, we need your help. You know, and with your help, the masses, this is what we're going to achieve, you know. I'm curious, Angie, you you have 6,000 people behind you, right? And in the scheme of things, as you mentioned, the machines and that kind of stuff, like 250 million, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not, it's not going to make it, you know, because it will be absorbed into the work that needs to be done. And that's, that's why we're here talking about the importance of fundraising and ongoing. Mm -hmm. But I am, I am curious about what motivates you. You motivate people and you're there. And I've, I've seen the videos. I've seen you putting the washing out the line and dancing and having a great crack and talking to people at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. What motivates you to do this? What, what motivates me? I suppose I have, for the first 10 years of my life, I was in the corporate world, okay? Um, but very heavily involved in kind of the social aspects of things and stuff like that. Then, like a light switch, one of the days I said, right, Angie, you're going to career change and whatever, you know, and this is what you'd like to do. And I, I, I found myself kind of, do you remember Annika Rice? Do you remember that? that the, she used to hop out with the helicopters years ago and in a lovely cat suit. I'm not, it would be quite <laughs> right. We keep up any videos for that one. <laughs> but I would. <laughs> Just That's the, the next, next challenge. The impact, the impact wouldn't be the same. But um, I just took a notion and I said, what, you know, there has to be more to life. You know, what can I do? What, what, what to be, to be the best you can be, you know? And I suppose my personality um, defines my character. Um, I'm, I am as mad as a box of frogs. I, I was a lot more crazier in my younger days I'm I'm a 50 year old uh, fresh young lady <laughs> nowadays you know but I still have this continuous spark to do uh, mad wacky stuff and bring groups of people together so I suppose at this stage in my life I love the crazy stuff you know when I was trekking all over the world and bringing groups away here there and everywhere when that was a cool thing um I done that and I both loved the, the travel aspect of things. I loved gathering a group and getting them ready for action. And I loved what it achieved at the end. So there was a kind of a start, middle and end to it. Um, now what motivates me is pe people motivate me. I, I work very, very closely with people who, who are absolutely empowering. You know, when you have a family member who say is is, is struggling desperately okay who, who's extremely ill you know and you have an organization that are doing their 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 utmost to keep that person well alive that their quality of life is brilliant and then you have a family kind of coming together you know doing the best they can trying to 
keep everything going at home. It might be a father at home and a, a mother sick and there might be a full household to run at home, you know, and this this particular person is two or three or four times a week getting get, getting treatment and then trying to come home and be either a brother or a sister or a mother or a parent. Do, do you know what I mean? It's It's very difficult. And in the middle of it all, they take on this amazing, say, community fundraiser where they bring all the community on board. Okay, they're the type of people that um, I would work with on a continuous basis. You know, um, the the bereaved, the bereaved families. Um, we have an incredible place over over in the matter matter at the minute, but sometimes you know people don't make it. And sadly, they don't, and hearts are broken, and, but they would have received quite a bit of care for probably a long, long time. As I said earlier on, you know, I have met four or five of the families of the children that I would have looked after down the road in Temple Street who have transitioned to adult care. That means that that's a lifelong illness, you know, that needs care and moves from one place to another. So... That, that type of stuff, like I remember there in, in November um, last year, we introduced, uh, reintroduced, I suppose, when COVID was kind of getting nice and we didn't know whether we were allowed to go out or stay in or whatever, but at, at this particular stage, we had a fantastic um, remembrance walk, just a five kilometer walk. And I met about 60 families that day that were there in memory of a member of their family, you know, and it was a lovely way for them to gather. But I also had about four who who came along who were very grateful for their um the person who donated their their heart or their lung. And I had a fabulous girl there um and she was walking in memory of the person who gave her her heart and her love. Do you know what I mean? So there, mm-hmm. there, there's, it, it, it's incredible stuff. So I, I am very empowered by people. I'm very empowered about that. There, there's a huge amount of good in everybody and kindness. And I suppose at this stage in the game, yeah, that's, that, that's what motivates me. I, I'm getting a great kick out of, like, I didn't think I'd have to, you know, I, I suppose I motivate this particular group, so I, I'm very conscious that I say good morning to them, or I say good night to them, or I say how was your day, you know, um, because everybody has their own challenge. Everybody's to get get and do the same thing. So it, some uh, for some people it's easy; they'll have it done in a week or two, you know. For others, it'll be out to the wires. So it's important that they have somebody at the other end of a connection tool, and that. For this for this particular one, it's a Facebook group. You know, who who knows what it's going to be in the next couple of months with it could be Instagram, TikTok, who knows? But this particular one is a quite a large Facebook group. But that people, people, what motivates me? People and the good, the good in people and them reaching reaching goals or challenges that they never probably thought they would. You know, um, I, I get a great bit of, I run this trip in America, say, for example, I've run it nine times now since 2000. It's a, a motorcycle trip across Route 66 and there we had to skip it. And they're heading out again in September 2022. You know, but what 
gives me a great, you know, you'll see mad men and, you know, you think a hundred fellas and throw their leg over the back of a motorbike and go from Chicago to Los Angeles. And they, you see kind of men in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and they'll, they'll turn into, into, what could you say, five-year-old children, you know, because they're given this big iron horse, like, and they throw on the leathers and they're away down the road now, like a matter of hell. I get great. I know every inch of that road at this stage, <laughs> every state in the but, but I get great joy with them because they're just brilliant, brilliant. What do you do, right? You're, you're a mile a minute yourself. And this is probably the, the most serious and, and, and probably I've <laughs> seen you. And yeah. Is there, when, when the off switch, and I don't know if there is one, right? When hmm. it's, what, what do you do to, to, to unwind or, you know, when, when it's downtime, do you, do you switch off? Can you switch off? And what do you do when, when, it's, when it's that kind of time? I do switch. It's it's rare that I would switch off. I do switch off. I do go for you know. I do guided meditation. I do enjoy that. Um, mm. I I do that with a lovely girl called Melda McNally in in Port Leash. I find that fantastic. Um, my two beautiful children, I I Liam and Kate. Liam is sixteen. Kate is nine. So um, I get great joy with them. And then my my, my daddy, uh, he turned seventy six there yesterday. So it was lovely. Uh, it, it was lovely that he's with us now. My younger my I my youngest brother sadly took his own life in twenty ten. Poor Peter. And Mam then passed away in 2015, so that was a huge shock within the within the, the family unit. So we're quite a tight knit family. We're like I often call it, we're like the Waltons, basically nothing short. But we had five brothers and three sisters, Mam, Dad, and two dogs, and, and a clatter of dogs. <laughs> and then what we have now is we have a huge. You know, my brothers and sisters would have, well, my brothers would have, have uh, and sister would have had uh, uh, kids too. So we have the nieces and the nephews. So I suppose family time is important to me. Um, I was very lucky at the age of 50, I found love again, which is a great, great thing. I didn't think that would ever happen. And uh, the kids, yeah. But I do, my quiet time, I'm involved in the musical society, so I can't wait to get going at that again. Um, I have sang over the years with a number of bands in town. Um, be it, I, I suppose, it's not the performing end of, thing, end of things that I enjoy. It's nearly, I prefer kind of practicing to go on stage rather than performing. Um, but I have a bit, a bit of a bellowy voice now. So we, we had a what, what you, soul band at one stage. Now, I don't know whether we'll ever reform. <laughs> We'd be a fairly vintage soul band. Never say never. <laughs> if we reform, but I do enjoy that. I do like that the, the family, I'm blessed. And the, the kids love musical theatre also. So I'm very lucky. Liam, um, he is, uh, and is showing fine signs of being a wonderful kind of comedic character actor. So um, I, I hope he considers, um, you know, looking at that into the future. Kate, Kate is as arty as the day is long. She'll sing and dance and do all that. But um, and I get great joy. Like <clears throat> my dad is, um, he's an electrician by profession, but he's also a very learned man. 
uh, very humble and quiet soul, you know, but he's also very, he's, he's a profound writer and poet, like he's, you know, and none of this stuff is public, but he's, I get great joy in him, and yesterday particularly for his 76th birthday, he, he, um, big smile on the face, you know, and we, we ordered an Indian in and with the cake, the usual bit, but he was surrounded by his grandchildren, and I suppose family brings me great joy. Home life, you know, when, whenever I get private time, what do they call it? My ins out, and my outs in, you know, because you lead such a kind of a um, a busy lifestyle. And when you're networking and chatting, and don't get me wrong, I love chatting. Like I'd much rather be sitting having coffee face to face with you, but we're on the Zoom Zoom, as they say. Um, but I'm I'm far more tactile. I suppose I miss that. I I, I miss it. In, in one sense of the word, <laughs> but I'm going to be very selfish and say I can do it. But that, do you know what? We're creatures of habit once you get used to one thing. It's it's like standing in a queue in Bullard or something in town. Now get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> You're breathing on me, move away. <laughs> you know, you know, but it's that type of, we're, we're, that's where the creatures of habit come into, into form, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I have this image in my head of, of you sitting down and, and the choices when you're a kid. You know, you can, you can go to the nuns or you can do something else. Um, what did you want to be when you grew up? What did I want to be? That, that's, that is a very interesting question. I suppose I, when I, I was, I thought I wanted to be a nurse at one stage, you know, and I went, I remember spending summers with Two summers, two good summers with the nuns in Our Lady's Manor in Bullock Harbour in Dorky as a nurse's aide. And, I, and um, I really did. I thought I'd be a good old nurse at, at one stage, you know. And, and then I suppose I thought I'd be a fantastic performer too. But I suppose I kind of had a marketeering mind then. And um, I was very lucky. I secured a position with, do you remember IAWS years ago? Yeah, do you remember, I'll tell you now how you know, <clears throat> shamrock foods, do you remember the yes. dried nuts and the sultanas uh, and the raisins? And so, yes, yes, yes. So I secured a role out there in Dean's grade, um, working with them, I spent 10 years with them, it was very, very, very enjoyable. So it was, I remember the products, shamrock foods, and then the other one was Master Foods that done all the kind of the Mars at the time and the dog food and the cat food and all that madness, you know, when we moved from Dean's Grange into Ballymount. And I spent 10 years of my life there uh, marketeering and taking pictures of product and trying to, you know, to again, dealing with the public, you know, about what their thoughts were on this, that and the other and recipes and all that sort of crack. But um. Anything I suppose that involved people, I was kind of at my best and at my happiest in. Um, and when I moved to to Temple Street down the road, I was, I, I suppose it was timing too. Timing's a great thing. It was, um, it was at a time when people were kind of. They wanted to do mad, wacky things like run marathons, go to Chicago, do New York, climb Mount Everest, climb Kilimanjaro. Do you know what? Head, head trekking in Costa Rica, over to Borneo, Vietnam, Venezuela. So I got 
you know the way you, you take a sabbatical and you, I'm going off trekking and I won't be back and I'm heading off to the jungle for six months. I was very lucky because for the first, I suppose, decade of, of my career, I got to do them things. You know, um, what did I want to be? I suppose I didn't really know. I think I was, I wanted to be involved with people that, and probably I wanted to do a little bit of traveling, but I was also home bird too, you know, so it, it, it kind of, everything kind of aligned at the time in my life where, where, where it aligned. Like, yes, you had a career in marketeering and stuff like that, and that was fine, okay. And I spent 10 years and there were, te- there were 10 good years there, but there was still something, you know, when you feel as if I need to do more, I need to give more back and, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling this. So the time came where I woke up, I woke up and I remember coming around the corner just down the road from here and saying to myself, do you know what I done? I, I said a prayer to my granny. I'll never forget it coming up. When I was coming up for the interview around the corner, I said, now, if this is for me, make sure I get it, you know. And I remember that remember I and this is this is the weirdest part of it. I had not. I remember I didn't. And in hindsight, I should have prepared. But by then I was working somewhere for 10 years. I hadn't prepared for an interview. I haven't interviewed. Like, what do you do? What are your skills? Like, what? What do I say? What, what do I say? You know, like I'd never do that now if I was re-interviewing for somewhere else because you you nearly have to have a PowerPoint and three or four little scenarios, you know. But when um, when the lady that was interviewing me said, now oh, tell us a bit about yourself, you know, the usual paraphernalia that you have to put. And I'll never forget what I said, you know, and it was probably the most incorrect thing you could ever say. And I said, well, what you see is what you get. <laughs> And, and literally what you see is what you get <laughs> with me you know there's no airs there's no graces or no nothing like that but I was lucky enough to get the job I couldn't believe it you know and then there's the goodbye and good luck with people that you've you know I suppose it's it's when you're working in a place for so long people become your family you know you have your family at home and then you have your work family you know, and you nearly spend as much time with with your work family as you do your family between the jigs and the reels and everything. So it was very emotional to say goodbye to the company I worked for. And the same thing happened again 20 years later. It was hugely emotional to say goodbye, but I'm here where I am now. And it it, it really fits like a glove and it feels, it's nearly like a journey in life. You're meandering here and you're meandering there. But I'm where I'm where I am now happily you know and happy to help in whatever way I can I'm happy to be the voice at the other end of the phone or the voice across the table to say you know when we want to do something you know what can we do and I'd normally say well what would you like to do and it'd come back well we'd like to do this that and the other and and my advice, because I specialize in event management, that's 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 what I specialize in and mentorship is I'll, I'll meet families and I'm dealing with groups of six or seven, you know, and I always nominate a spokesperson 
okay? And then we'll set up a little WhatsApp group so everybody's singing off the same she's <laughs> And we'll normally have a little group meeting or whatever, and that'll be, you know, if, if, if anybody has any opinions, we can vomit them into the middle of the table and we'll fix it then. You know, so I, I, I suppose I'm where I am now. I did, at the, probably my first 10 years, you know, I was in work mode, basically. But you come to a stage in your life, you know, where you're nearly searching for something else and your, bo your body will tell you, you're, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going through the motions and life is grand and I'll get up and I'll go here and I'll spend with it, you know. But at some stage, something will click and say, well, I, I can get more out of my body and my mind and my soul if I, if I you know, try something else. So I was lucky. I was very lucky. I spent 20 amazing years um, with, with the finest of people, you know, um, patients, parents, staff, um, communities. Um, and I'm, I'm here now and I'm doing the very same thing, you know, and I, I consider myself very lucky, very lucky uh, to meet meet the, the many people that I do meet and to hear their stories and let them share stories with me because sometimes you think, oh God, life is awful, you know. Jesus, I have the worst life in the world. But holy mother of God, you know, to sit down and listen to some of the stories that people have to share, I, I consider myself grateful, to be honest, you know. And um, you can only do your best. David, you know that, and I know you can only do your best. Uh, but there for the grace of God, we all go, you know, something will hit you like a ton of bricks and you'll say, oh God, mm -hmm. and it'll take you about 24 to 48 hours to process it. And then you say, right, okay, let's go on again. Lift and drive. <laughs> I, I'm just, I, I absolutely love, I think that has to win an award for the best interview question ever. Uh, what you see is what you get. And look, Temple Street, we're lucky to get you. Shamrock Foods, we're lucky to get you. And Manor are, are absolutely lucky to get you as well. I want to ask you, um, I, I want to ask you who inspires you and why? Who inspires me and why? Um, there's a couple of people. I suppose um, my mother would have always inspired me. She was the matriarch of the house and... Um, very learned woman. Well, I suppose after having eight kids and eight personalities, like a big bag of dolly mixtures, you know, but she ruled the roost. And um, she took care of the household, you know, and uh, we got an awful land. Now we got an awful land when poor Peter decided to head off head off to the lovely blue skies um, at the age of 25, you know, but he, he, uh, he suffered a lot for a while now. And I, I think that took its toll on her, you know, five, five years later, she, she developed a brain tumor, you know, and she was taken yes. away from us kind of very, very quickly, about nine and a half weeks it took her to, to, to lose all sense of speech, um, movement and everything, and to watch a very strong, powerful, wonderful, kind lady get very ill so quickly. Um, 
that, that broke her heart, you know, and she spent some time in St. Luke's, but we took her home and took care of her for the last three weeks of her life. And we, we did an upper room in the house and all the family um, looked after her and we sang her off. I remember with Father Paddy in the room and she was surrounded by, you know, we gave her a huge sing song when she was, she, when she was um, in her last few moments, you know, and she knew, even though, it was nearly like everything was locked in, you know, and there was no, but I knew, I would have known that she would have heard and listened, listened. but that, 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 uh, that she, she was wonderful. She was great. She was wonderful to all her grandchildren, all her family, understood their faults, understood their weaknesses and understood their strengths profoundly, you know, and then poor daddy had to kick, <laughs> poor daddy had to kick in, but he's just, He's, he's, he's super. Yeah, he would be a huge inspiration to us. He's quite learned. He's, he's the perfect father. He's the perfect grandfather. Very good to his families. And again, understands their, their strengths, faults and, and weaknesses. And we all have them. But in our house, we have, um, you know, we celebrate all successes, no matter how big or how small. We always celebrate success and and uh, good good stuff you know we work around the bad stuff we figure it out we process it and um we decide as a as a family and i suppose my family would be a huge inspiration um to me because we're, we're in and i suppose all families are hit with huge challenges and stuff like that but for for hours i suppose because there's so many of us as i said we're like the world <laughs> And we're a well-known family. When you're hit with something like that, you you um, have to process it, and you nearly have to have a kind of a committee around the kitchen table and just say, "Listen, you know what do we do here, what do we do there." So my, my I suppose my parents and 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 my family. Um, it's not going to be a president here or a president there. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, my 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 son recently um, had a diagnosis of uh, dyslexia and ADHD, bless him. And um, I am very proud of him and the way he's handled the scenario because it's come at a very late stage. So he'll have a little long road ahead of him now and we're working through that, you know, but he's a hugely talented boy, so I'm sure he'll be perfectly fine, you know, but um, it, it's, I, I watched how he journeyed through that over the last couple of, of, of months and I, I am very proud of the way he's handled that. But yeah, um, family's a huge thing. Yeah, family's a huge thing and close friends too. You know, I'm very, I'm very lucky. Um, and I can only, I, I suppose, you know, you have friends that are social acquaintances, you know, but I've a, I've a good cluster of good, good friends that I've been friends with for Nanny's a year, uh, you know, so I know I could call upon them at any stage, you know. So that's really what inspires me. You you are an inspiration. I mean, it's, it's we're, we're coming on time and I have one more question to ask you before yeah, we go. Yeah. But um, I just want to say thank you. Um, oh. The work, the work you're doing, um, I mean, again, 250 million, or sorry, 250,000, a quarter of a million. I've no doubt that you'll, you'll you know, reach 250 million um, because you're just <laughs> one of these inspirational people. Like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, but it's, 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 it's fascinating. As they, like, a lot of people see you or, you know, you have this persona that you're constantly, constantly going. 
and it's and you'll thank you for sharing a little bit behind the scenes of of what drives you um, and it's, it's, it's inspirational to, to hear you are an inspiration i want to ask you before we go how can people empty their pockets and give you loads of money well, that's very simple now <laughs> <laughs> um i suppose we're blessed to have a wonderful hospital um the matter the matter hospital done everybody globally is familiar with this amazing hospital and um, there's 4,000 people on campus. It's a teaching hospital. It's a transplant hospital, spinal injuries, and um, it looks after end of life care. We have a psychiatric unit, you name it, we've got it. So if you know of anybody that you'd like to support within the hospital or any of the departments, okay, all you have to do is reach out to me. I'm on the website, but you can log on to www.matterfoundation.ie. That's M-A-T-E-R-F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N.ie. And we'd be delighted to help you. If you're considering doing anything particularly crazy that I would love to be involved in, <laughs> you just look for Angie and I will be there for you with a heartbeat <laughs> okay David where are we going next <laughs> wonderful we're, we're going to wrap up uh, which is lovely Angie McNulty thank you very very much for joining us this morning bless your heart and thanks to all your listeners take care darling and that's it for another week Thanks for joining us this morning and do join us next time on Be Your Best You. Have a good week.